I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm Tammy Bruce. I'm Steve Ducey, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, December 25th, 2023. I'm Eben Brown. Conservatism in various forms is making an international comeback, and conservative thinkers in one Eastern European country want the U.S. to know it's working for them. You can name the Hungarian political story as some kind of conservative success story or, or something that tries to tries to stick stick to the to the traditions, but the buzzword I think is just common sense. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. It's Christmas Day, and that means 2024 will be here before you know it. And the quest to pick a president will resume, not that it feels like it ever stopped the last time. And once again, U.S. voters will be asked to pick between left-wing and right-wing ideas. Conservatism in the more recent form, with its ardent populism, libertarian streak, and focus on religion and culture, has seen a resurgence around the world. Donald Trump wants to reinvigorate it here once again. Argentina picked a new president who promises economic reforms away from the country's infamous social spending. And as much as Western Europe now finds itself plagued by migrants who now openly and violently support Hamas, Hungary and its president, Viktor Orban, says its stringent border policies are helping to preserve Hungarian culture and Hungarian independence, as well as preserving its domestic peace. The only thing that uh, makes Hungary or the Hungarian so-called conservative revolution so special is that the Hungarian right or, or Hungary itself still sticks to, to the common sense. Dr. Miklos Santo is the director general of the Center for Fundamental Rights in Hungary. The center is behind a newly published book titled Last Warning to the West, Hungary's Triumph Over Communism and the Woke Agenda. Dr. Santo speaks to us from Budapest. So we do stick the so-called triune values of uh, of God, homeland, and uh, and the family. Um, we are part of the West, uh, except for that we remain we remain normal. Uh, we are trying to defend uh, our Judeo-Christian heritage. It's also enlightened uh, and underlined, highlighted in the Hungarian uh, Constitution, the the Christian tradition and the Christian history of uh, Hungary. Uh, we also stand up for national identity and state sovereignty. That's the most important issue or fight that we have nowadays with the with the deep state of Brussels, fighting for our sovereignty. Uh, you do have your deep state in Washington, D.C. and in the federal government. We do have our own deep state in, uh, in, in Brussels of the European Union. And of course, we are trying to protect the children and the family uh, against this uh, gender nonsense. So in a nutshell, uh, in a nutshell, I would say that you can name the Hungarian political story as some kind of uh, conservative success story or, or something uh, that tries to tries to stick stick to the to the traditions. But the but the buzzword, I think, is just common sense. 
You you mentioned the the phrase deep state, which has sort of become a a big buzzword here in the United States over the past uh, four to six to to seven years, um, with re- you know, regarding the the bureaucracy that may uh, be inclined to one type of politics or another. Uh, you mentioned one in Europe having to do with the EU. You talk about Brussels that that certainly means the European Union. There is a um, Call it a dichotomy, call it uh, an interesting battle, if you will, a political battle between this idea of a somewhat united Europe or European identity and this need or uh, a preference to have the states of Europe uh, keep their own identities and obviously to form alliances and friendships with one another, with their neighbors, but to not... uh, not succumb or not give give their own identities over to something again organized in a different country uh whose values may not be aligned uh with uh with their own um talk about that struggle a bit more it's not something that we really deal too much i think within the united states there's there's always been i think a healthy skepticism in the united states of the united nations but the the idea of the european union that these individual nation states would come together is something that I don't think that we kind of have that here in the States. So talk more about that. Um, I, I mentioned uh, the the term deep state because I think this uh, this expression is very familiar to the to the American audience. Yeah. Uh, and the story is a little bit similar to the fight that you that you have in the US, the fight that the states have with uh, with Washington DC and with, and with the federal government the the original story of the European Union 50 60 years ago was to form uh, an economic cooperation a cooperation for trade cooperation for uh, free borders in a sense that free borders for uh, for tradings without without customs to to have the european integration project as a peace project and to have a european integration to have a strong europe on the global stage of uh, economy that was the that was the original idea of the so-called founding fathers because we also call those politicians who created the european union as founding fathers. But the problem uh, in the past, let's say 20, 15, 20 or, or 25 years became that after reaching the original goal of the European Union to have this economic cooperation, some liberal, progressive and uh, leftist politicians and decision makers decided to create the United States of Europe to cancel the sovereignty of the member states and to somehow to organize a federal level government in Brussels. But this is a core idea and the general global idea of the liberals or the progressives, I think, I think to outsource decision making from the local level to some kind of globalist federal international level. And it goes, of course, on one hand against the democracy. So we do have we do have a, let's say, an institutional problem that more and on a daily basis, the European Union invents more and more competences to the hands of the of the Eurocrats, as we call them, the bureaucrats in Brussels, 
And uh, they say on a daily basis that, for example, policies related to, to the family are not in the hands of the member states, although those policies are clearly in the hands of the member states, according to the founding treaties of the European Union. But nowadays, they, they do argue that different uh, policies and decision making, how you lay down the core uh, regulatory framework uh, related to the families, this goes to Brussels. So this is the institutional problem that we have. Does that spell some kind of doom for the European Union in any kind of way? I think um, people may not realize that it can be a shaky uh, alliance or, or federation. We Obviously, everyone watched uh, the United Kingdom remove itself from it. Um, but is is there any connection between the Brexit and this uh, this Hungarian sentiment that Brussels doesn't necessarily have the same values as Budapest, and therefore maybe this isn't a great idea to keep going along with it. Look, Hungary is a is a proud member of the European Union, so Hungary is not in the same position as the as the United Kingdom was a, a few years ago. But our original behavior to the or related to the European Union is that we are part of the West. We should be the members of the of the European Union. We just stick not only to the common sense, but to the founded, but to the principles of the founding fathers of the European Union, because their idea was not a uh, uh, United States of Europe. They their idea was wasn't that type of European integration that integration uh, would be without nation states or would be without state sovereignty. Their idea was to, in order to reach peace in Europe, their idea was to get the member states, the different states together in order to form a an economy-based trade and commercial cooperation, but not to reach a political union. We are speaking with Dr. Miklos Santo. He is the Director General of Hungary's Center for Fundamental Rights. He speaks to us from Budapest. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead. One of the, um, I think, the, the big concerns and then the, the discrepancies or the um, differences that uh, someone like yourself might have with some of the powers at the EU, and it's it, it's reflective of a, a debate that's been ongoing, obviously, for years here in the United States, with the idea of sovereign borders uh, and border control and immigration policy. Um, there are many within the EU that seem seemingly want to have very loose borders and and open immigration or or very loose immigration, certainly within member states, but also to allow into and outside the union. Um, the, uh, the here in the United States, we've had a, a, a large battle over this We're, with regard to our southern border. I'm sure you're, you're well aware of this. Uh, Hungary has quite um, notably uh, had a very strong border control and immigration policy over these past few years, for sure. Uh, and it's it's led to some, I guess, well-intended consequences uh, that some of the other European nations are, are not uh, not um, enjoying right now. Uh, it, it could. That's obviously, uh, I think, part and parcel of modern 21st century conservatism, the idea of having strong borders, uh, borders that are secured, uh, allowing immigration, but immigration in a controlled manner uh, and an immigration that seems to benefit the incoming country, the host country. What can you tell us about that? Because I think it's put Hungary in a in a very um, uh, a very specific position that other parts of Europe are not uh, 
are not enjoying right now? Um, Look, from a, from a theoretical point of view, I should agree with uh, with President Trump, right. who a few years ago told his audience that uh, a country without borders is not a country at all. Uh, and and Hungary, the the Hungarian right, uh, does agree with uh, with President Trump, and uh, Hungary implemented uh, a legal and uh, physical border protection as well in the past couple of years, because we do think that the best number of illegal mass migration or illegal migrants is zero. And at the moment, the number of illegal migrants in Hungary is um, is close to zero. But but why why do we do this? Why, why Hungary choose to protect its borders in Europe? And in the same situation, we do also protect the borders of the of the European Union from the south, because we would like to keep Hungary as it is. We would like to keep Hungary as Hungary, and uh, we do see the very political goal or the political motive behind the migration friendly or illegal migration friendly behavior of the of the European uh, Union and of the Western European political leaders. They would like to, first of all, they would like to uh, reach a situation in which all or most of the European countries would have uh, a population of totally mixed ethnicities. So they think that when when from Portuguese to Lithuania, there will be uh, societies of mixed uh, ethnicities. It would be much more easier to create uh, their dream or their utopia of the uh, United States of Europe. And of course, this has very serious consequences related not only to terrorism, but also related to the uh, uh, rising tide of anti-Semitism all around Europe. But let's talk about that more specifically, because ever since, I think, October 7th, the attacks in Israel have sort of shone a light on a very dangerous ideology that has found a a new resurrection. It's something that's, in my opinion, has never, ever vanished. What we have seen in certain countries, we have seen violent protests, things that have gotten beyond protests. They have become riots. They have uh, exacerbated uh, violent situations. We've seen this in the United Kingdom, we've seen it in Paris, uh, we have seen it in Canada, we've seen it in uh, Australia, we have seen it, I think, in a bit more of an isolated fashion here in the United States, but it's certainly very upfront and center. Hungary is one of, a, I guess, a select few nations that is not seeing it on this scale. That is not happenstance. Tell me more about that. What we see here in Europe, that uh, mass migration increases uh, the terror problem as well, but it is very clear that it, uh, that it also increases uh, uh, Jew hatred and uh, this anti-Judaist, anti-Zionist uh, behavior in public. And Hungary learned that the fight that we do have against anti-Semitism and anti-Judaism and against this... Uh, new fashion, new style, uh, anti-Israel behavior is the very same fight and maybe against the very same enemy that we do have here in Europe for our way of life. Uh, and it is true that because of the migration policies of uh, of Hungary and because of the 
pro-Israel standpoint and the pro-Jew standpoint of the Hungarian government, Hungary and Budapest, the capital, became uh, a safe place, a safe space. They they do love this term uh, uh, in the liberal vocabulary. Uh, Hungary became a safe space for the for the Jews in Europe. Your organization, the uh, Center for Fundamental Rights, has helped publish a book recently that has debuted. It is titled uh, the, the Last Warning to the West, I believe is the title. Um, what is that warning to the West, to, to sum up our conversation here? The consequence of the book and the, and the consequence of the whole Hungarian story is that you should be brave enough, brave enough to step up against this uh, Vogue insanity. Uh, you should be brave and you should not remain silent because that is what the progressive ideology and this progressive totalitarian behavior uh, tries to, to reach. And the, they are very successful in that way in, uh, in Western Europe that even the people with the common sense, the, the normal, ordinary people uh, do remain silent because they see as this, this progressive tide as the mainstream. And Hungary, Hungary refused to get in line. And additionally, uh, Hungary tries to serve uh, as an engine for the international conservative cooperation. That is why we are doing uh, CPEC Hungary on an annual basis to show the world that we conservatives, with the help of the, of the Hungarian right or with the Hungarian right as an engine, we national conservatives, we can cooperate at the international level to bring common sense back to the world. Dr. Miklos Santo, you are the Director General of the Center for Fundamental Rights. You are in Budapest. Thank you so much for joining us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.